0: Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Sadenberg, joined by Griffin Warner. And we're two series in to the start of the Major League Baseball series, a season. And Griffin, when you have evaluated the first week with the new rules, what's been your overall assessment?
1: I mean, the games are definitely quicker. People seem to be in love with that. I thought games were just fine the last time. I mean, what's better than a three hour sweat? I think a three and a half hour sweat, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's uh, I'm glad that people are happy. I'm sure the TikTok generation is all watching all nine innings now that the games are only two and a half hours or whatever. but it is nice to get paid a little bit sooner when you win, so that's cool. um how about you? what are you thinking about it all?
0: Well, as well, you mentioned the speed of the games. It's like if you have a first five inning bet and let's say you don't turn the game on at, during first pitch because you're busy or you're doing something else and then you turn the game on like twenty minutes later, you're in the third inning <laughs> you're like well, what is going on if it's going well <laughs> yeah now, yeah yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh I, I do like. Uh, again, I'm, I'm a person. I'm old school. I never had a problem with the speed of games. I'm a Yankees fan. I'm used to four-hour games, so it's never been a bother for me, but I do appreciate some of the rules. I, I like the uh, limiting of the shift. I like the 30 seconds in between batters. I just don't like seeing automatic strikes called on batters. If they're not in the batter's box and it's like umpire's discretion, like I'm okay with the pitcher getting penalized for holding the ball too long. But like when Manny Machado and Rafael Devers are striking out because they're not in the batter's box or when Jeff McNeil is getting an automatic strike on him because Pete Alonso took too long getting back to first base after a foul ball when the big man ran almost, you know, rounding second to go to third. That's a little ridiculous to me.
1: Well, thank you for bringing it up. I I had thought I'd let this go, but yes, my first bet of the year, uh, Rafael Devers was struck out despite not seeing three strikes. And, uh, you know, when they lose by a single run with a man on second base uh, for the 27th out, uh, just makes me wonder if uh, maybe I got an extra swing from Rafael Devers. I might have an extra unit and then the unit that was lost. So like two units in my pocket, I got to say.
0: Yeah, and, th- and that's what's going to happen throughout this season. So it's going to be something to monitor, but we're averaging one uh, less than one per game pitch clock violations, whether it's the batter or the pitcher. So I guess that's a good sign. As far as the teams that have gotten off to good starts or bad starts, anything jump off the page to you? I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays haven't lost yet. They look like, especially when Tyler Glass now comes back, they'll have the best rotation in all of baseball.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, we could probably set our our clocks to a good Tampa Bay Rays team despite somehow playing chess while everyone's playing checkers, it seems. Um, Definitely, I mean, I guess any team undefeated still is a surprise. Um, I feel like the Astros getting off to the really poor start was very surprising, especially because that schedule has not been very difficult so far. Yeah, Um, I mean, the Rays were able to do what the Astros could not to the Detroit Tigers. Um, And, you know, I got to say that's, that's been a little weird to me. And then the, the Mets uh, just completely blanking a series in Milwaukee um, and the Brewers bouncing back from doing absolutely nothing to Marcus Stroman on, on opening day and winning five straight with a team that I don't think is very good. It's, it's still very surprising to me, but maybe offer some value moving forward.
0: What's not surprising to me is the Washington Nationals being one and five and Patrick Corbin uh, just doing what he did a season ago. He is the ultimate fade. You know, last year I made all my money betting against Yoan Doan. And uh, when he got sent down to the minors, I-, I cried a little bit, but I realized I had Patrick Corbin. So it was all OK. Uh, if you just would like to bet against the nationals in the first five, when Corbin pitches, that seems to be a safe bet. If you want to take the opposing teams, maybe first five team total over, that seems to be a safe bet. And this is something that I, I I've done it twice already to start this season. And I think I'm going to continue riding it until it blows up in my face. Griffin.
1: Well, he's still got another year at $35 million base salary. So I don't like, what the heck? What are we doing here? Like, he should have been out of the league years ago, it feels like. Uh, I mean, and he just got over that that 10-year service time, so now they're paying his pension. You know, it's just like a lot of bad things all setting up in the wrong direction, but it really truly means if you can get a big contract in Major League Baseball, you're set for life, whether you're good, terrible, or worse than terrible.
0: What do you think about that play, though, taking the opposing team's first five-team total against Patrick Corbin today with the Rays, it was two and a half. They easily scored three. So that one paid off. And uh, the Atlanta Braves as well cashed their first five team total against Patrick Corbin in his first start.
1: Yeah, that first start, I feel like there's a lot of bad defense behind him. But that also happens when you're not trying to win baseball games, you tend to put guys out there and just see what happens last year playing for a pick. Um I mean certainly something to look at i can 't imagine that that will be something that profits forever because I would think that the uh ozmakers marketplace all those combined will'll we'll try to raise those numbers quite a bit, but also, how high can you make them um and you get five innings of either Patrick Corbin or Patrick Corbin plus some guy making the league minimum so it sound <laughs> a bad thing.
0: yeah uh another bet that 's been very profitable for the st- for the first six or so games of the season has been betting the starting pitchers' strikeouts to go over against the Marlins. The Marlins have struck out more than any team in baseball, and it seems like, well, no, it doesn't seem, it's a fact, every starter is getting at least five against them, including uh, what happened here on, on Wednesday, their former pitcher, Pablo Lopez, going out there and striking out eight batters, going over his inflated total of six and a half.
1: Well, it's a surprise to me because the Marlins were just interested in giving away outs on the base pass. They clearly thought they had a little tell in their form. That's right. Yeah. And off twice, it got jazz Chisholm hurt, knocked out of the game, which might be a plus for the Marlins. Cause he's been so bad in center field. He's been so bad hitting third. Um, I like maybe the most overrated prospect in the history of prospects. Like, I, of course, recency bias is always in play, but like, He's been awful for years, and, and I'm still waiting to see any part of Jazz Chisholm that makes me think, oh yeah, he's a good baseball player, or even one that deserves to be in the league. Haven't seen that yet.
0: Come on, uh, he's yet. exciting, he's got colored hair, and he's on the cover of MLB The Show.
1: You know, I, I actually, I saw that he was on the cover of the show, and I just like, who who whoever his PR team is, or his agent, like, they deserve a massive raise. <laughs>
0: someone probably like imagine like you've never seen it before like like you don't know who it is or whatever and i don't know i i'm, I'm sure there's a lot of like look if you're a baseball fan you know who jazz chisholm is but if you're a non-baseball fan you're just somebody that like plays video games you have no idea who's on this cover
1: yeah you're probably like wow that's a sweet little uh earring that he plays with yeah uh, i get maybe he's like the equivalent of the Madden bus for MLB The Show, and maybe he's one of those gamers, not even a baseball player.
0: Oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, We have a short schedule here on Thursday because uh, several games have already been postponed. So let's update you on the weather. Marlins-Mets, the home opener for the Mets, has been postponed. Now, these are all home openers, and the reason why they've all been postponed is because these teams had the built-in off day. Because of the home openers, which is what you do, you have that built-in off day on on the Friday uh, in case of inclement weather. And so these these teams just aren't messing around. There's bad weather in the forecast, and they're just like, you know what, we got the built-in off day, we're going to push back opening day. So Mets, Marlins, Reds, Phillies, Yankees, Orioles, and Astros twins have all been postponed here on Thursday, and those games will be played On Friday. So here's what we have actually being played on Thursday. We have the Tigers home opener at Comerica facing Chris Sale and the Red Sox. It'll be Spencer Turnbull for Detroit and Boston laying 155 Griffin.
1: Yeah, I was like waiting for you to go on onto maybe Chris Sale cutting up jerseys or something like that. (laughs) I, I don't I mean... I don't really know what to say about Chris Sale at this point. Like, was one of the most dominant pitchers that I can remember. And then, clearly has been really banged up. And that's kind of, I think, how the pitcher's lifestyle goes. Is that eventually, once you get hurt, you keep getting hurt. And like, is this guy done? Yet, he's still laying a really big price in the road against a a pretty frisky Tigers team that really gave everything that the Astros had, wanted, could handle. Um, You know, it's hard for me to to look away from that home dog there. I, I, I mean... If, and even if Chris Sale does have a good good night, but like let's say he only goes six innings, it seems like everyone's got the the, the like handle like handbrake on right now. All these pitching staffs that are like getting pulled at eighty pitches, it seems like six innings is like a miracle at this point. Um, but after Chris Sale, you got a Red Sox bullpen that was a joke last year. I thought it was going to be a lot better this year, and I've already been thinking. Oh my God! They're gonna ruin that whole TikTok audience because these games are gonna take forever. I don't know. It, it's Tigers are nothing for me at this point. Um, I, Turnbull was like, unfortunately, has been pretty banged up himself. Um, but ultimately, I feel like the ceiling is really high on him, so I'm very interested in Spencer Turnbull.
0: We have the Giants uh, in Chicago to take on the White Sox. Alex Wood makes his 2023 debut against Lance Lynn, who pitched well, only gave up two runs on three hits against the Astros. In his first start of the season, Chicago is minus 135 in this game. What are your thoughts?
1: I feel like the, the White Sox were pretty cheap today with Dylan Cease as well. How um, good is Dylan Cease? Oh, my I goodness. Mean, yeah, I wish I got him in more fantasy leagues. I think I have him in one. His and, uh, his
0: stri- his strikeout prop was seven and a half in this game, and he strikes out eight in five innings. It's just unbelievable. Was that
1: a, a first-inning prop? You know, it, it's crazy. I, I feel like um, – and, and unfortunately, though – like, how can you trust the White Sox after such high expectations last year and seeing really the embarrassment that they were? Um, fortunately, they clean house a little bit, but still have a lot of those similar players. Um, I, I mean, Lance Lynn missed a lot of last season. You can maybe blame some of their struggles on, on trying to figure out how to fill that void in their in their rotation. But was I think decent. Started off kind of slowly, but ultimately started to look like the old Lance Lynn. Uh, still slabbing on barbecue sauce and everything, I think. But <laughs> um, I, I think Alex Wood, on the other hand, I mean, he's a pitcher that I think you could look to back against bad teams, but he's probably a favorite. And ultimately, he just, to me, doesn't get enough. I mean, he has some swing and miss stuff, but I feel like it's just never good enough. And it never seems to come when he's in jams. And, and then I feel like he's usually a, a four innings, four and two thirds type of guy, max, and especially beginning of the year and probably a cold weather day in Chicago. I, you know, it's not looking good for me to want to back the giants, but uh, I, I still feel like I don't trust the, the, the White Sox more than I can, as far as I can throw them.
0: I, I don't trust them, uh, and I think they're going to have a down year. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not a fan right now. Looking at the weather report, looks like it is going to be 48 50 degrees, no uh, precipitation, but I am seeing 13 and a half mile per hour winds blowing out to left field, so. Maybe take maybe some righties, uh, might be going yard here in this game.
1: I, I would think you might want to stack those against Alex Wood, though I feel like he's one of those reverse splits type of guys. I'm mm. not sure, but ultimately, if that sinker isn't sinking, uh, it might be flying into La- no, Lansdowne Streets in Boston, whatever the heck is, cubby bear or whatever is <laughs> next to the big
0: league. Uh, you got the Blue Jays and the Royals from KC Toronto laying 205 with Kevin Gosman on the hill against
1: Jordan Lyles. Is this too heavy of a price? I mean, Gosman is great. I, I feel like he's someone I can trust. Jordan Lyles is not. Uh, but when you look at the Jays at 3-3 three and three to start the season, it's a little weird to see them land $2 at this point. Um, was pretty disappointed in, in what they did in St. Louis. Um, I don't know necessarily that I – like, they've got a lot of boppers in that, in that lineup, but they don't work counts. Uh, Jordan Lyles has certainly shown in the past that he can come out of nowhere with a good start. Um, I think the Jays are, are priced too high for, I mean, of course they are for me. I'm an underdog player, but, um, I feel like this is a spot. They kind of need a good start from Gosman to start getting the momentum going in the right direction.
0: Yeah. They've won, uh, two of the last three games and both of them have gone under, uh, maybe the offenses revert back here. Uh, total is eight and a half. So expecting some offense there. In KC, Nationals are at the Rockies. You got Kyle Freeland going for Colorado against Josiah Gray, and Colorado laying one fifty five in their home opener with a total of ten and a half.
1: Yeah, um, where who the heck is betting the the Rockies here? Um, I saw actually a bunch of fantasy leagues people picking up Kyle Freeland. I, I, like, are they are they high? Are they thinking we're back in twenty seventeen again? Like, I, I don't really know. I don't, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, sure, Josiah Gray has got some problems with home runs, uh, was a big prospect for the Dodgers, and it's something that I believe in. Um, I don't know necessarily that the Rockies, I mean, you hear so much about offense in the Rockies, but ultimately it's usually, uh, I feel like a lot of hits being thrown together. It's not really home run stuff. And so I feel like not a bad situation for back of the Nationals, but then they also are the Nationals. I mean, two teams both trying to lose, both trying to get good draft picks. Um, seem to have no direction with their management organization or anything like that um I mean over ten and a half seems pretty cheap to me, i gotta say, so I think over there is, is my interest if anything
0: yeah, that would be my way to look you're right if anything there it's over or past because uh I think both pitchers could get lit up, but the nationals bullpen's so bad as well. The Rockies do got some boppers and c j crone and and bryant, so uh i would I would go over uh between these two teams. Padres at the Braves. Blake Snell, Spencer, Strider, Atlanta minus 165 in their home opener with a total of seven and a half.
1: I mean, if you get the good Blake Snell, that I feel like that is a great number for a San Diego team that's pretty good. Uh the problem is how do you know what Snell you're gonna get? I mean, if you just probably spent your life betting Blake Snell plus 150, you probably come out ahead. I just I can't tell you that it would be well or a good decision tomorrow versus the next time he is probably in Los Angeles, but I, I mean, I feel like Strider. I'm very curious to see if he can put up the same type of numbers he did last year. He was so awesome, the Quad Father as they call him, was <laughs> great. Um, but ultimately, like, does the mustache and the quads kind of wear off now that there's a book out there on him? Uh, I feel like San Diego's done a lot to build their 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 club. Uh, Bringing in Bogart seems to be a, a great decision. Um, uh, Tatis is not yet there, but ultimately like the San Diego team is going to compete. So I feel like this might be one of the better prices you get on San Diego all season. Certainly the Braves deserve it, but I-, I lean to San Diego.
0: Yeah. And I actually think this number goes up because I think people will tend to, people tend to bet on the home teams for their home openers and especially a team that's been playing as well as the Braves. Uh, I, I think that you could actually get a better price if you wait on the San Diego Padres, uh, final game is uh, the late game, Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. It is the home opener for Arizona. Dodgers laying 155 on the road with uh, Dustin May, Carrot Top, going up against Mer- Merrill Kelly.
1: I, If I'm not mistaken, Merrill Kelly has some really good numbers against the Dodgers. He also just seems to be a good pitcher in well, general.
0: Well, Merrill Kelly pitched against them last week, uh, three and two-thirds scoreless innings.
1: I mean, three and two thirds doesn't really, I mean, that doesn't make me feel super comfortable because then you get uh, two thirds of the game with the Arizona bullpen, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, Dustin May, I mean, one of the best arms of baseball, I feel like, uh, unfortunately, had I think Tommy John or some sort of shoulder injury, missed about a year and a half. I think that's probably Tommy John. But uh, certainly isn't a name that I'm following, someone that I am pretty scared to bet against. Um, especially, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily feel like the Dodgers are as strong as they have been in years past or as, I mean, they're still strong, but not as dominant. Maybe, um, Arizona certainly seemed to be the darling. I saw Ben Verlander picking them to make the playoffs. I feel like that is a, like way out of left field, even with seven teams or six teams getting in. Um, I feel like that was a little bit of a stretch, but ultimately, um, I, I feel like Arizona is. Especially after they, I think, installed the humidor. I feel like that park is not really surrendering many runs. So I generally look to unders in those games. And I feel like this is a pretty good pitching matchup for that.
0: When you look at the games on Friday, uh, the teams that will be making their home openers, the ones that got postponed here on Thursday, are the Phillies a look for you with Zach Wheeler on the hill going up against Hunter Green, likely, and the Reds?
1: Yeah, probably a repeat matchup of what we we're expecting from today. I mean, I... It's hard for me to want to trust the Phillies. I mean, I, I definitely have some concerns coming into the year based on any team that goes on a really deep run. You worry about them bouncing back the next year. Usually I feel like in baseball, that's about pitching. Uh, Wheeler was not very good uh, in his first outing, if I remember correctly. And the Phillies are trying to fill a gap, which unfortunately has lost, I think, their top to their top three hitters in Hoskins who got injured. I mean, depending on the lineup, which seemed to change mm-hmm. uh, a million times last year. But without Harper, without Hoskins, maybe it's – making more of an impact, but I'm still also a little bit hurt over the, uh, five, nothing loss. They, they, uh, or five, nothing lead. They gave up in a loss. In uh-huh. yep. And I feel like, um, unfortunately that's not a great way to start a season. They're one in five, certainly trying to get out of a rut. Um, I don't necessarily that. I feel like, I mean, they probably should get right. The Reds are about the perfect team you could ask for to come in. Yeah, but- and and
0: what I like what I like about okay. that situation is that the Reds now their schedule has been all thrown off because they had their game against the Cubs postponed on Wednesday. They were supposed to play in Philly on Thursday. That gets postponed. So now Hunter Green has an extra two days of rest uh, from after his first start. I, I just don't know how that's going to affect him.
1: I mean it's it's especially hard to say especially for a young pitcher. Um I mean I would think that longer uh rest might be better but um you know it's really hard to say and and I feel like it's one of those things where it might be one of those wait and see and, and mm-hmm. maybe mark mm-hmm. down if he does really well or does really poorly. Um certainly doesn't set up for him very well if that fastball is not being located well, but ultimately he's got he's got a huge arm. Um I, I mean I I'm, I'm interested to see, especially what happens with a lot of these kind of um, the only big name on a lot of these rosters, like you think of Mitch Keller for the Pirates and seeing how he's really struggled to turn into a pitcher everyone expected him to be. I, I wonder if the same type of things going to happen with Hunter Green, though ultimately he had a very good year last year, and I'm, I'm curious to see if he can back that up.
0: All right, Griffin, uh, we are one week through the Major League Baseball season as we continue to grind our way through until, uh, I guess, well, October, if you will. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, October. I also want to give a a promo code for the peoples. Um, Use the promo code STEAL20. You get to steal 20% off for all of your purchases at pregame.com. Of course, you can get Scott's picks, my picks. All the great handicappers on pregame.com. Get 20% off for this. listener to this MLB podcast only. Good for seven days from the podcast release, but you don't need to wait. You might as well jump in now. We got season-long packages going to or towards, uh, I think, the All-Star break, also to the end of the season through the last game of the World Series. Um, come jump on the train. We're uh, we're taking you to, to Pleasure Town, Money Town, whatever you want to call it. So use the promo code STEAL twenty. Get twenty percent off.
0: Yeah, because all the steals this year with the ah, only yeah. two disengagements and larger bases. So <laughs> you're gonna steal twenty percent. I like that. For Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This has been R.J. Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition.